Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today on Okawa Book Club, we don't have necessarily a book, but it's about the new movie called Beautiful Lure. And in addition to that, that movie is connected closely with one of the teachings, one of the books of Riho Okawa, which we've talked about as The Laws of Secret. So The Laws of Secret is a very mystical book, and it teaches us about the secrets of the spiritual world, especially in chapter one. And that connects very much with the plot of the movie, Beautiful Lure. So we've been showing this movie over the last one month or so, and our viewers have loved it. They're very fascinated by it. I think the number one comment is, wow, that was deep. Everyone thinks the, the movie was very deep. And you can actually go deep into your own state of mind through watching it and through studying these teachings. So with all of that, I'm just going to turn it over here and to my partner, John, and we're just going to have a discussion about the movie and about the teachings from The Laws of Secret. So, John, thank you very much. And what was your impression of Beautiful Lure? Well, <laughs> it was deep. But uh, my impression, as soon as I watched it, was, first of all, that it reminded me of The Laws of Secret. Like, throughout watching it, I was like, okay, that's from The Laws of Secret. That's from The Laws of Secret. <laughs> I like, see. It, it's really the perfect companion film. Mm. It wasn't what I expected it to be. I think I expected a more sort of orthodox story of, like, a man falling for a woman who sort of lured him in and tripped, you know, but really then, and then him finding that that wasn't real love, that type of thing. But it turned out to be an incredibly spiritual film. Mm. And it's very much centered around a type of spirit called a Yoma or Yoko, which is like a bewitching fox type of spirit. Mm -hmm. And as it says in The Laws of Secret, there are shrines to this type of spirit all throughout Japan. And people go to them and spend time with them. So this is something we saw in the movie. Mm. And it's incredible how it depicts with such accuracy the process of possession and mm -hmm. the association of certain types of spirits with nightlife mm. and how it draws people in and it influences them and it can inspire them, mm -hmm. but how the effects can actually be catastrophic. Um, right. Yeah, no, that's exactly correct. So the movie, as you said, there's kind of like the dimension of what's taking place on the surface, which is a woman trying to seduce a man and then win him over, which is a very common story. But underneath it all, it's all connected to spiritual secrets and spiritual teachings. So you mentioned about Yoma, which is like a foxy demon. And that kind of being does exist within Japanese folklore and also Chinese folklore. So the original idea of this painted skin, or gahi, it is from the ancient Chinese history, and it's a repeat of the story of Emperor Xuanzang of Tang Dynasty, who was seized by Yang Kaifei. And we see that again in the modern context. How would that look? So if someone who is striving to be the most powerful person in the country was seduced by a bewitching spirit, what would happen? And it all is actually taking place in real life these days. People just don't know what's really going on behind the scenes in terms of what happens in cases of seduction, as you said, nightlife, um, clubs, like these luxury clubs. 
And it's something that could happen to any of us if we're not careful. So that's why it really is important to understand what's really going on here. And the movie and the book really explain it very well. So among the movie or the book, how would you relate chapter one of this book back to the movie or vice versa? What's the connection there? Well, I mean, I think there's quite a few connections. Uh, but what comes to mind, you know, immediately is the types of spirits that, as it's explained in the Laws of Secret, come from the rear side of heaven. Mm -hmm. So they're not necessarily evil, like, so that they would be in hell, but they're not necessarily on the right path either. So they're in a higher dimensional space, but it's a new teaching for humanity. I mean, we have we don't really have anything like this uh, in the past. So, mm -hmm. and you see, you know, so that, that fox type of spirit or... There's even, uh, I think there was an implication of the Tengu, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the Tengu spirit, because uh, there's this ambition it's mm. an end to get to the top, but then to crash and burn. Mm -hmm. And that was revealed to be the fate of the protagonist of the story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, that was implied as well. And it's really interesting because there are these types of spirits from the rear side of heaven mm. that they can do things for you mm -hmm. in your life. I mean, they can make you successful. They can give you creativity. They can inspire you. But there's kind of a cost that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And so there's also a lesson in here of on a less superficial level mm -hmm. of being careful what you align yourself with mm -hmm. spiritually, mm -hmm. because even though the immediate benefits of something may seem very good, mm -hmm. you being aware of the long term benefits uh, and being mindful of how things are affecting you is, is mm -hmm. equally important. Yeah, absolutely. So there's this teaching which is in Buddhism that we talk about in Happy Science. It's called One Thought Leads to 3,000 Worlds. And it basically is saying there are so many realms in the spiritual world. You can even put a number to it, maybe 3,000. But it's essentially saying there's so many different types of spiritual worlds and our thoughts attuned to one of those worlds. So we have to check our thoughts to see where we are attuned to. Because as you mentioned, Heaven is not just divided vertically, it's also divided horizontally. There's a front side and a back side. And on the back side, we see a lot of spirits striving for self-realization. They have tendencies to be selfish, to not get along with others, to not be able to give love freely to others. But they're not necessarily evil. So they're sealed away from the majority side of the spiritual world and they're allowed to do their own thing but it's not the kind of person we would want to be when we go back to the spiritual world so there's pros and cons with all of this so we can see things like as you said tengus have a strong willpower and achieve rapid growth but often fall from power whereas yokai take pleasure in frightening or scaring people senin have special abilities, but tend to lack in interpersonal skills. And among them, those three, Tengu Senin and Yokai, they are unleashed in certain time periods in the world to change the social structure, to unleash a new spirit of innovation. They are bringing something different that hasn't been there before. But they cannot really create an ideal world. They are kind of destroying the old order and then allowing for the new order to be built after that. So this is a view of history which we haven't been accustomed to yet until we really studied these teachings that are in the Laws of Secrets. 
And then we can realize that we don't want to be such kind of, you know, bewitching spirit when we go back to the other world. We want to be someone who's giving love, who is selfless, and makes the world a better place for the entirety of our lives. We don't just achieve temporary success and then failure. And so all of this is connected to this world and the spiritual world simultaneously. And this movie really delivers that. Absolutely. And I think it really speaks to something about mindfulness mm -hmm. that I think is lacking from many contemporary uh, and certainly very secular uh, teachings on mindfulness. You know, mm -hmm. this idea that, like, for example, that uh, certain spirits can be sent out and lure people certain places, mm -hmm. you know, like, so you could be mindful, like, okay, I just got a spontaneous urge to go do this thing. But if you don't know where that comes from, then there's only so much you could do with that awareness. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like you're a fish biting into the lure, right? right. That's why it's called Beautiful exactly. Lure. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a really good point. You know, one other thing about this movie is there are some songs that you can download related to this movie that are written by Riho Okawa and then sung by some singers. So some of the, the most popular songs from this movie, one is called Woman's Enlightenment by Sayaka Okawa. There's another song, Beautiful Lure, which is the theme song of the film. And it is a really powerful song. And it's by Hisaki Takeuchi. And then you can also find the main CD, which contains Selfish Love and Dharma Power, which are by the two main stars of the movie. So these songs really are teachings that put the movie into a bite-sized, you know, listenable tune for you to understand the contents of the movie much more deeply. So if you watch the movie, you can watch it at our Happy Science branches. You can also wait and we will have it on VOD later this year, video on demand. And also you can receive things related to the movie, such as this book, The Laws of Secret, and also these songs, which are on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. So once again, uh title of this movie is Beautiful Lore, A Modern Tale of Painted Skin. Mm. And we recommend that you check it out as soon as you can. Yeah, everyone who watches it seems to love it, so you can be one of those people. We hope to see you there. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive. <laughs>